0: Hello, it's Hal Anderson. Welcome to the podcast. And by the way, will you please rate the podcast? Thank you. And please subscribe as well. Then it's nice and easy. You'll always get it. Coming up on the podcast today, Wayne McIntosh from Half Moon out in Lockport. They've got Rockin' the Red this weekend. Wayne's going to tell us all about it. Transcona City Councilor Russ Wyatt facing a charge of sexual assault. That story on the way. Marie Diamond is coming to Winnipeg, transformational leader and teacher and speaker. She was involved in The Secret. Remember The Secret? Marie Diamond coming to town. We'll talk to her on the podcast and Chris Rutkowski, local weirdologist and science writer. We're going to talk to Chris about recent UFO activity right here in Manitoba. Enjoy the podcast. Joining us now from the Half Moon Drive-In, Wayne McIntosh. Well, Wayne, uh, thanks a lot for joining us here today.
1: Yeah, no problem.
0: Thanks for having me. I know you've got uh, Rock and the Red coming up. It's a set-up day for you. Tell us about it.
1: Yeah, it's uh, the
0: sixth year I've been doing this event every
1: summer, and uh, it's kind of a bit of a throwback to the community and, and uh, all my customers' uh, free weekend event of just giving something back to the community.
0: Tell us about some of the – and this is this weekend. We should tell people it's this weekend so they can go for a nice drive, get some of that great food out there, and uh, while they're there, they can check out some great entertainment. Talk uh, about the lineup this year.
1: Yeah, this year uh, uh, is uh, kind of a big year, too, also for us. It's the 80th anniversary of the restaurant being in Manitoba. So on uh, Friday night is, is strictly a concert evening night. So uh, part of the lineup for Friday night will include uh, all tribute bands, uh, Johnny Cash, uh, a 50s rock band, Adam T. Elvis, uh, B-Side Champs, Rhythm and Blues, and then Soul Fever, which will be a Motown uh, kickback. Uh, so all those bands will be on for Friday night. Great. And then on Saturday, uh, the whole afternoon from 1 till 8 will be filled with free family activities from Petting Zoo and Rides. I've got a dog show on from 2 to 3. And then I've got uh, clowns, balloons, face painters, and magicians. And again, the Saturday night evening concerts will be the likes of a Dreams and Rumors, Fleetwood Mac Tribute, Incredibly Hip, Pop Vegas, a Guns N' Roses, and then kicking off the evening or finishing off will be a Salute to the Rolling Stones by Free Ride.
0: And then Sunday is kind of a recovery day, is it?
1: Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> uh, it'll be a full weekend. Uh, again, it's free for everybody to attend. I also, Hal, have uh, overflow parking with a free shuttle service, so that'll accommodate a lot of the uh, congestion and parking uh, problems that are out there. And, um, you know, if I could, I'd like to throw a big thank you to our big corporate sponsor, which yes. is Steel Town Forward in, in Selkirk, uh, as well as some of my big sponsors with the likes of Winnipeg Old Country, uh, Parmalat, Cisco Foods, and Gordon Food Services, if I can just mention to you. Um, like, you know, how a lot of these big events can't be possible with some sponsorship and funding from these guys so
0: well and you Uh, you you and i've talked about this wayne and i mean you don't do this to make money you do this for charity there's no way the money you put into this you ever get back you do it really because you love your community you love your Mm -hmm. customers and you and i've talked a lot about that out in lockport not just people in lockport but other people that come to the half moon drive and maybe talk a bit about that why is it important for you to do this every year
1: Yeah, you know what? The Half Moon has been a very iconic restaurant in in the province of Manitoba for over, well, 80 years. And, um, yeah, you know what? It's been really good for me. I'm really passionate about the business. I'm a pretty lucky guy to be able to, you know, have a business like this that was started 80 years ago and still maintain its its great tradition and, and excitement in the province. So, yeah, one of my things I thought about after all these years was, again, giving back, doing something for the community, and really, um, you know, keeping the, the the restaurant alive and strong and, and pushing it in the right direction. So this is a great venue to just kind of give back and, and really showcase the town of Lockport and all the other businesses around that uh, we have to offer for a lot of Winnipegers and Manitobas and, and in general.
0: Right. And for those people that haven't been out to uh, the Half Moon in a while, go because uh i guess maybe it was a couple of years ago now you did that entire reno and it, yep. it you're it's like you walk in and you're stuck in the in the 50s it's just so cool out there
1: <laughs> yeah you know that was uh, a lot of fun with that uh that was kind of like the final stamp for me to put on that building was to just recreate a 50s image and um it really turned out great it actually looks like a diner you'd probably see in some of the southern states in southern california with all that New Neon and everything else that I did to it. Yeah. It's been great. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's been good
0: help. Hey, um, I can't remember the name of it, but it's been talked about on our air a lot because uh, uh, behind the glass, Jerry, is a vegan. And he went out there to try out this <laughs> vegan hamburger. What's that product yeah.
1: called? It's called the Beyond Burger. Right. Yeah. And uh, you know what? I launched it uh, in the spring. Uh, I seen it at a food show in Toronto, and I thought it would be a really great thing to offer for You know, the changing marketplace in the food industry with with a lot of vegetarians and the vegans. I truly didn't have a real good vegan burger or vegetarian burger. So, yeah, I brought them in about uh, about two months ago, and uh, they've been hugely successful. The demand has been so popular, Hal, that the production company out of L.A. uh, couldn't keep up with the demand. So that's why at this point for the last month, we haven't had any but we're looking to get some in the next week or two to start back up and it shouldn't be a problem moving forward.
0: Excellent. So they've been great. Yeah, yeah, it's been really good. Well, Wayne, best of luck this weekend. looks like the weather's Thank looking you. fantastic. And uh, again, yeah. do you want to mention the charity quickly? Oh yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. So this is my fourth year association with the children's rehab.
1: This is a, a really great connection for me. Um, it, it's a way of, again, giving something to uh, a family in the region. So what we do now is we, uh, pick a family in the region, we give away, uh, myself and the Children's Rehab through 50-50 tickets, a mobility bicycle to a family in need, and this will be our fourth year in doing so. So the presentation of that goes on Saturday night at 7.45. We'll have the family on stage, and uh, myself and the uh, uh, director, Chris Schellenberg, will presenting uh, be presenting a family, a mobility bicycle. So uh, that's always a nice way to finish off the weekend.
0: For sure. Wayne, have a great weekend. Thanks for doing this. Thanks, Al. All right, Wayne McIntosh, Half Moon Drive-In, out in Lockport, Friday, Saturday, Saturday night, rocking the Red. Go and check it out. Lots of great entertainment, fantastic food, as you know, and uh, for a good cause as well, as Wayne just explained. All right. So uh, this morning we found out that uh, Councillor Russ Wyatt out of Transcona has been charged by Winnipeg police with a sexual assault. And to kind of break it down for us a bit, Global News reporter Brittany Greenslade joins us now. All right. Give us the timeline on this. Uh, what did we know and when did we know it?
2: Yeah. Well, let's start with the most immediate. So we can, we do know that Councillor Russ Wyatt was arrested last night and charged with sexual assault. Those charges coming out today, uh, being released by the Winnipeg Police Service. But this has been a six month long investigation. So that initial allegation that was made by a woman saying she was sexually assaulted went to police on January 14th. Now, officers tell us they immediately, within hours, interviewed Councillor Russ Wyatt, but he was ultimately released at that time without being charged. Now, Global News has been looking into allegations against Wyatt since that time on January 18th. was one of the first times we were able to actually make contact with the Councillor and start asking him some questions um, and about whether or not he was the subject of a police investigation. And we were able to get a recording of that phone call that we made so take a listen to what had transpired on january 18th
3: have any charges been laid against you whatsoever no not, not at all okay are any pending by any chance i don't know no were you at the police yeah. station yesterday or
0: i can't comment tim
3: no you can't really tell us anything huh
1: I can't comment,
3: no. all right is there any is there any way we could we could try to get you on camera at some point russ
4: now, no, I'm afraid not, but thanks for the
3: call. Now, now, I'm one more question for you, Russ. Is there yep. is there a police investigation against you currently?
4: Uh, I can't comment against you.
2: So again, we heard no confirmation or denial of any police investigation. We did keep pursuing on that, but Councillor Russ Wyatt was unavailable. We know that the day after we placed that phone call and spoke with him on January 18th, January 19th, Counselor Wyatt checked himself into rehab in Gimli, for um, drug and alcohol abuse where he stayed there for 79 days now his first day back to city hall may 24th and he's been very active since then Uh, we've seen him at the pride parade um, where he came out saying he was bisexual he's also said at times he wasn't going to run in the next election and then saying he might consider running uh, for mayor in the upcoming election and um, police today saying that investigation six months is normal that it takes that long when it comes to sexual assault investigations that they have to wait for forensic and lab results and that was one thing constable rob carver made very clear when he spoke today
5: we send various items to the to to labs uh, we can do internal analysis here uh, dna an- analysis has to be sent uh, out to the rcmp um that part up front and i want to be very accurate about this the sending of the of the samples and the sending of the information is absolutely standard protocol in this type of investigation we can't move forward until we get those results back i'm not indicating up here whether those results were um, instrumental in laying the charge what i'm telling you is that we can't move forward until the lab results are returned they were returned yesterday and we thought that that was the time we could move with the arrest there was no delay whatsoever other than normal investigative operational issues uh, in this uh i i've gone over it myself the um uh, the report was made uh, general patrol was sent quite quickly general patrol as is normal protocol in a uh in a serious sexual assault investigation uh, uh made arrangements for uh trained uh sex crimes unit detectives to come out they took over handling of the case and as i've answered to bart uh interviews were being done almost immediately uh the the gap the delay is 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 solely based on uh, waiting for lab results.
2: And that brings us to yesterday when police got those results back and determined they were able to then move forward with those charges, Hal.
0: All right, Brittany Greenslake kind of boiling it down for a sort of the chronological order of how things went down. And then this morning we find out at a police news conference with Constable Carver there, who you heard, that uh, Transcona City Councilor Russ Wyatt facing a charge of sexual assault. Brittany, I'll let you go. Thank you very much. Thanks, Hal. Brittany Greenslay, Global News reporter. I want to play another clip from Carver today, um, and I think this is important to uh, uh, get out there as well. Constable Carver saying that this case, uh, despite the accused, this case was not handled any differently than any other sexual assault case. Listen.
5: I can tell you from from my knowledge of this investigation that it's been absolutely normal in every sense other than uh, me standing up here. And um, uh, I don't think anything was different whatsoever uh, except for two things. One is I'm doing a press release on it because of that fact and because we need to be transparent and be seen to be transparent. And I can tell you that information on this, um, I'd heard rumors. I know some of the people in the media had heard rumors. Um, these tend to be held very, very tightly internally because um, because of that specific fact. Other than that, I'm not aware of any differences. There's nothing about the accused position that had anything to do with this investigation, the timing of the investigation, the timing of the arrest, other than the fact that two things I've told you initially, and one is that we lay sexual assault charges on a somewhat regular basis. We don't always have press conferences, so I'm having a press conference in the, in the, uh, for the sake of transparency. Uh, I think if the opposite had happened, if we had laid these charges, the information becomes public once charges are laid, and we didn't do it, I'd be up here tomorrow with a bunch of uh, people from the media going, "Why would you not speak to that?" Uh, so that's why I'm here. The second part is um, the only other issue was that I know that I had heard information, I know people in, in the audience here had heard rumors. Uh, I can tell you that I was not able to find out any information and it was held very tightly because the Winnipeg Police Service, as all law enforcement, has a huge uh, obligation to, to, uh, to individual privacy and until charges are laid they're not public. We don't talk about investigations, we're in the middle of them and uh, we wanted to ensure that that was not happening in this case.
0: Constable Rob Carver on the sexual assault charge against Transcona City Councillor Russ Wyatt and joining us now global news reporter Tim Brook and and Tim Mayor Bowman Brian Bowman has reacted to the news of this charge and uh, tell us what he had to say.
3: Well, uh, first and foremost Bowman uh, did say that he extended condolences and his thoughts were with the victim and the family obviously you have to think about the victim in a situation like this. Uh, one interesting thing I took away from Bowman's little press conference he held this afternoon is the fact that he really found this out along with the rest of the public. As you heard Rob Carver say there uh, with the Winnipeg Police, a lot of members of the media knew dating back to January, but it doesn't sound like Bowman really had a complete grasp on this until this morning. So he was, he was very adamant that he didn't have all the details yet. He didn't want to say too much, but again, he focused a lot on the victim and he focused a lot on on moving forward on uh, on finding out what's going to happen with that Transcon award and on finding out uh how his colleagues are also going to react to this.
0: All right, Tim, anything else you want to throw in before I let you go?
3: Well, I, I think the main thing here is that there's nothing in the city of Winnipeg charter that really says that, that Russ Wyatt has to forfeit his seat. There's nothing that bars him from running again, uh, being eligible to run in October, uh, unless, of course, he's convicted and has, uh, five, plus-year sentence in prison. So right. realistically, it doesn't look like he's going to have to forfeit. And if he does decide, uh, he, he'd previously said he wasn't going to seek re-election, but if he does decide between now and October that he does want to, well – He's allowed to, uh, the only thing that can really keep him out of City Hall at this point, uh, deals with HR. And as I think everyone out there knows, those complaints can get a little murky sometimes. Obviously, it depends on who's filing it, who it's against, what it's for. Uh, that is a internal matter, obviously, at City Hall. But, uh, if his, if his colleagues decided they felt unsafe, uh, and they didn't want to work with him. That would be a matter internally at City Hall. But uh, he could he could show up tomorrow because obviously everyone has to respect the courts and uh, and the decision that the justice system makes.
0: Yeah, nothing's been proven in court. He's accused of this crime at this point, and we have to let that play out. All right, Tim. Thank you very much. Thank you, Tim Brook, Global News reporter. And that's it. You've sort of heard everything we know. Uh, he's been charged. The investigation goes back to January. It was January 18th when uh, Wyatt was questioned, and we find out this morning that he has been charged after forensic results were returned to Winnipeg Police yesterday. That's all we know. We don't know. Uh, we know it's not domestic. We know uh, it's a woman. the The person who's accusing Wyatt of this is a woman. And we don't know uh, any other details at this point. But as I said, obviously, we will continue uh, to follow this developing story. Our next guest, Marie Diamond. We're going to talk to her in just a moment. She's a transformational teacher, leader, and speaker. And she is coming to Winnipeg and she has a connection to The Secret. What is The Secret? You may not know about it, but I'm sure you've heard about it. Even Oprah has talked about it.
6: The Secret is a book and it's a DVD that really is touching a nerve around the world. The timing, I believe, is just perfectly right. I feel it that so many people are hungry for guidance and meaning in their lives. And the secret offers some of that. It is the law of attraction. It says that the energy, that the thoughts and the feelings that you put out into the world, both good and bad, are exactly what is always coming back to you. So you have the life that you have created.
0: All right, let's talk about it with Marie Diamond. Marie, thank you very much for joining us today. Really appreciate it.
6: Oh, Thank you for having me. I'm really looking forward to being in Winnipeg soon.
0: Yes, you're coming. When are you coming to Winnipeg?
6: I'm coming on the 29th and 30th of uh, July, so in just in a few weeks.
0: And you've got a few events planned here. How can people find out about those events?
6: Well, they can go to the website, energylift.ca, lift, energy and I'm sure if they Google Nori Diamond in Winnipeg, they will find out more about it. And, uh, yeah, we're doing a book launch of my newest book, Transform Your Life. We have a healing event happening and also an event for business leaders. So... Super happy to be there.
0: Yeah. Now, I don't want to make you all about The Secret or vice versa because you're about much more than that, but you do have a connection to this incredible uh, uh, book and uh, Oprah called it a DVD. I imagine it's available now in Blu-ray. What is your connection to The Secret? Because a lot of people do know of that.
6: Yes, well, I'm actually the only European teacher... Uh, in the movie and the best selling book, uh, The Secret. So, and also I was the advisor of the people that created the book and the published it and some of the speakers. So, some people call me actually the secret behind the secret because I actually guided a lot of these people when they were not so lucky with the law of attraction. And I uh, made sure that they had also an environment the home, the offices that would respond to uh, the right focus for creating their dreams and the success of the secret. So um, that's actually my involvement with it.
0: So talk about this, uh, you referred to it as the law of attraction, is is that correct?
6: Yeah, the secret is saying that, you know, what you focus on is what you will receive more of. So if you focus uh, in fear about things that are going to go wrong, then it's more likely you will attract it because your whole mindset uh, and your heart is focused in in fear. But if you are focusing also in joy towards things uh, be, by being grateful, by being positive, and trying to be optimistic as much as you can, you will also more likely fo- receive what you are um, are focusing on. So um, that's what the law of attraction says. Um, you know what you focus on is what you will get more of.
0: Put it out there, and it will come to you.
6: Yeah, it's like ask and receive. You know, it's kind of what you learn when you grow up. You know, you have to ask for it and then you receive it. And I say, well, there is more to it than just a mindset. It's almost like also everything around you, the people, your environment needs to tell the same story and uh, give the same vibration almost, uh, the same energy, and then you'll get um, that easier in your life, more effortless in in your life
0: a minute ago you used a, an important word to me, one that I try and wake up with in my mind and in my heart every day, gratitude. Talk about gratitude.
6: Uh, this is one of the, the main things in life, that when you are grateful for the things that you have and also for the things that you wish to have, even if you haven't received them yet, but you're already grateful that God, the universe, or whatever you call that that power that you believe in, Um, and you're grateful for that, then it's easier to be more positive, to be more open, to receive um, more gifts in your life. So gratitude is something we we should start with every day, even five things when you name them in the morning, five things you're grateful for. And when you go to sleep, name five things you're grateful for before you lay yourself to rest. And so by doing this, you create a positive vibration, and life just shifts very easily, and, you know, you will be seeing little miracles appearing.
0: I believe the power uh, that you speak of, Marie. I I really do believe that if you put it out there, uh, it it will come back to you. What what do you say to people that say to you, ah, come on, it's hooey?
6: Well, you know, I would say to people, why not give it a try? You know, it's like millions of people worldwide are are using this um, in a positive sense. And even I did that because, you know, when I was 11, I actually did a presentation in Belgium. You know, when I was a young child, we had family living in Manitoba and I did a presentation in school uh, about Manitoba. And um, so I told my classmates, you know, one day I would like to go to Manitoba and see this is happening now. Of course, it takes a while sometimes to manifest things. I mean, it took about more than 40 years. But, you know, I really had studied about Manitoba and what was happening at that time there. And so so many years later, I, a dream manifested to come to Manitoba. Hmm.
0: Well, Marie, it was really nice talking to you. You are a, a big deal in in what you do, and it was really a pleasure chatting with you for a few minutes, and I hope when you're here you enjoy Winnipeg and, and Manitoba. And again, uh, if people want to find out more, you've got, I think, a breakfast. You've got a few things planned when you're here, uh, and people can just Google Marie Diamond Winnipeg, and they'll find out all about it. Marie, thank you very much.
6: Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All
4: my love. Bye-bye.
0: on the news here on CGOB yesterday with Julie Buckingham and guest host Christian O'Mell that the latest Canadian UFO survey is out. 1,101 UFOs. They've been doing this for 29 years now. 29 years of this. And they talked to Chris Rakowski yesterday. Local science writer. Local weirdologist. And one of the things they did not ask Chris yesterday, and I always like to ask this because I'm a bit of a UFO geek, is are there any recent UFO stories that you can tell us about? And Chris Rakowski joins us on the phone here now. Chris, I was listening uh, intently yesterday, hoping to hear that, you know, two weeks ago out by Winkler, there was, uh, you know, a, a, a... Brightly lit, triangle-shaped object about 100 feet off the ground, and 10 people saw it. Uh, Anything like that that you can share with us here the day after the latest numbers came out? Okay. I guess I have to hit that button, and I thought I did. Jeff, can you hit—it's one of those days today. Oh, now there it is. Okay. We're having, I'm telling you, boy, it is one of those days today, Chris Rutkowski. I thought
4: thought maybe the aliens had had abducted you or something. Exactly.
0: I wish they would. I wish they would come and take me away right now, halfway through my show, because I'm having one of those days. Everything that can go wrong is going wrong. So it might be. Uh, uh, from another galaxy, impacting the way my day is going. So I guess my question is, first of all, hello, and I guess my question is, any recent UFO activity in, in and around Winnipeg or Manitoba? Well,
4: as a matter of fact, uh, yeah, the, although the, the 2017 survey is what's making the news right now, we still get UFO reports all the time. As a matter of fact, uh, I just got a couple. I guess the one of the more recent ones uh, was uh, from... Uh, uh, nor, uh, north near Bissette, uh in the uh, Atakaki Provincial Park, uh, where something was seen on July the 3rd, 1130 at night, uh, and uh, the witness sent a note to us saying a bright red orb rose in the sky and remained there for five or ten minutes and then moved erratically uh, and then uh, stayed in the general area above the trees. It was red, reddish-yellow like fire uh as seen by a couple of people who were doing some uh camping and some some uh, hunting way out there uh and you know that gives you an idea but uh just as a matter of fact today i just got a report uh from someone who said this is a little closer to home il Shane, so that's not too far outside the city a woman said that uh, she's been seeing uh something in the western sky um just about 10 15 10 30 at night and uh thinks there's, there's something going on out there. So, you know, we still get the reports coming in, then, and, and it shows you the persistence uh, that that the UFO phenomenon has with, with everybody's uh, imagination and, and ideas these days.
0: And often these can be explained, not always, but sometimes they can be explained. And then there are some that just never are, are answered. We don't know what it is, and, and that's why they're called UFOs, Unidentified Flying Objects. Um, Of the 1,101 UFO sightings in 2017, that's the latest numbers from the Canadian UFO Survey, how many of those roughly could be explained?
4: Uh, About, um, well, we do it the other way around. Eight percent could not be explained out of that batch. And we can actually whittle that down a little bit more to uh, just less than one percent, or what we call high-quality unknowns. Those are the ones where... You know person didn't just see a light, but they saw something a little more structured, a little bigger, or maybe there were more than one witness and uh, you know those those are a little more interesting. There was a case in Quebec where ten people were camping at a campground together, and they all saw the, a triangular object with lights all the way around it uh, that approached the campsite, hovered for a while, and then flew off and you know if that wasn't a drone i uh, I don't know what that might have been.
0: And then are there any that include the sighting of a creature, a gray, or or an alien of some kind? Any of those 1101? Talk about some, you know, creature from another galaxy or not?
4: Actually, there were a few, few like that. Uh, those close encounters of the third and fourth kind are very, very rare compared to the 1100. I'm just thinking off the top of my mind, maybe, maybe there were, uh, you know, 10 or 12 of those. Uh, the trouble is um, to investigate t- those types of things uh, requires a lot of a lot of man hours and uh, patience and trying to get a hold of the witness. And in some cases, the witnesses are afraid to come forward after making initial reports. So we have to leave those as, you know, I don't know insufficient information or we'll have to follow that up. So even though they're reported in 2017, and may be years before we ever figure out what happened in those cases.
0: Sure. How's the Falcon Lake book doing that you and uh, Mahalik have written? uh it's
4: actually doing really well in fact i can't keep up with the demand for the book it's uh it's quite uh quite affirming to know that people are really interested you know as a homegrown story it certainly has a lot of legs and uh we're trying to figure out some way to get a permanent marker or a permanent recognition like a cairn or something out there so we've been trying to work with uh the politicians and the bureaucrats and the chambers of commerce trying to get something going because you know people want to know i i think the uh the riding stable out there. Uh, when they offer their UFO ride out to the site, uh, they always get a lot of people interested in this type of thing. So you know, it's it's something that really has captured the the imagination of everyone.
0: Yeah, and that's over 50 years ago. But that sighting is kind of Canada's Roswell, right? I mean, there were there wasn't just a sighting. There was physical evidence, and he was burned, and I mean, there were lots of other things. Uh, involved in that story that made it certainly more credible, I guess, to use a word.
4: Oh, yeah, in fact, if you were to point to a UFO story that had it all, in fact, I think it's even better than Roswell because we have a witness who was who you could talk to. I had talked to him and his family for many, many years, and uh, there's a physical evidence there was a, uh, a an actual piece of something that was radioactive that we still have. Uh, the site is accessible. Uh, we have documents from both the United States and Canada, literally hundreds of pages of documents, which we don't have for Roswell, by the way, um, that attest that something was being investigated and that people were trying to figure out what was there. So yeah, it's a fantastic case, and I think that it happened here in Manitoba. I think we should have some sort of uh, recognition here in our own province.
0: I agree. And I'm going to let you plug something else. I wanted to plug the book, and I want you to plug your blog posting on, uh, what's the title, The Unusual Vacation Spots, or, or <laughs> what's that one? Yeah, I, I have a, a blog uh,
4: called uh, Euforum, U-F-O-R-U-M.blogspot.ca. And uh, if you type in the search engine vacation, there's a. Uh, I made a list of uh, some of the more interesting places you can visit around the province this year. If you're, you know, you tired of the usual uh, sandy beaches and you want something like something more, maybe go up to Manapogo Beach, uh, which also has a beautiful beach, but it's where lake monsters ha- have been seen. Uh, or go off uh, to uh, the White Shell and see if you can find uh, where the Sasquatches have been seen. And certainly, there's lots of other unusual places around around uh, manitoba including a magnetic hill where your car rolls uphill uh when the, the engine is off and uh unusual formations of uh geology and and uh, places where uh um, giant meteors have fallen from the sky so there's a little bit of everything that's happened in manitoba and uh, if you're looking for the offbeat that's the place to go